Welcome to BSD Talk number 216. It's Wednesday, May 30, 2012. Here's another interview I recorded at BSD Can 2012 in Ottawa, Canada. We're here with Chris from IX, and I thought I'd get an update from you on what's going on with PCBSD because I've been seeing you working on so many nifty little features, and I, I you know, I'm sure there's too many to, to try and mention, but um, I guess what What's going on with PCBSD and what are some of the new things you're really excited about? Well, there's a lot of new stuff coming in the upcoming 9-1. We're, uh, first thing everyone always asks is, when is it coming, right? So the, what word we're hearing is July, August-ish, depending on the free BSD release, and which usually means really November or something, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, some of the big features coming up, the first thing you're going to notice is a brand new install GUI. It's been rewritten from scratch, so using the same backend, but a lot of new stuff has been added to that, especially in the area of ZFS. You now have the, all the easy options for mirroring RAID Z123. You can set ZFS dataset options during the installation, and it's all done in a new, very streamlined, clean manner. Um, the second thing with the installer is we have a PCBSD server edition that's going to be available, which is essentially FreeBSD, generic kernel, but with our additional shell scripts and uh, command line utilities for doing jail management, keeping the system up to date, um, uh, just some extra little add-ons to, to make it a little easier to use. Um, in addition, the installer, you're going to notice on the desktop side, that it's only two or three screens now. There's no spot where it's going to ask you for root passwords or users or any of that stuff. And when you first boot up, it's more like a clean OEM install. You're going to be presented with a nice welcome screen. Let's set your screen resolution, little movie plays. And then it asks you, uh, hey, what users do you want to set up on the system? What locale do you want? Do you want to connect to Wi-Fi now? Etc. And then you're ready to go on your new desktop. So it's... It's pretty cool on the install side. Yeah, and I guess that is available as a beta. I think it's on the PCBSD website if people want to um, yeah. get a sense of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on the actual uh, blog.pcbsd.org right now. We have some links to the snapshots we've created. Keep in mind, these are early development snapshots, so you're sure to find bugs, and please report them if uh, you do. But uh, yeah, if you want to start taking these features for a test drive, you're more than welcome to do so. Yeah, the other night, uh, thanks to a little bit of your help, I was... You know, playing with that that new installer, and but although what I was playing with was a feature that isn't new whatsoever, but sort of new to me, which was the uh, you know taking a look at the the text mode installation of the sure. PC sys install. Um, but the, yeah, the GUI looked really clean, and it didn't seem to have so many buttons to press that I didn't know what to do. Sure. And thanks to some of your prompting, there's now going to be an option where, well, automatically it's going to save your config after each install, which will then let you take and hand edit that and roll out and deploy systems using the same configuration over and over. And uh, another feature I'm looking at adding, hopefully it'll make it in a 9.1, is our thin client support. Mm -hmm. Currently we have a script you can run after you've installed the desktop, which will turn your system into a Pixie booting master server, so you can Pixie boot and bring up a remote desktop. But I'm going to try and add some hooks to that so you can use that for installation as well. So you can take your script, set up your Pixie booting, and then throw the script in and just uh, boot up and install a system all over the network, mm. which should be pretty slick. And so the, the thin client 
Are, are you just basically bringing up enough of a kernel and a display to run XDMCP? Yeah, yeah, it's just enough to bring up XDMCP, but we can leverage all that to run the PC sysinstall backend. There's no reason why not to. And uh, it should be pretty, pretty easy to do when it's all set up. Hmm. And, and you mentioned the server, because I think in the past there had been a server, like a stock FreeBSD install that just you know, expanded a, a big tar file. Mm-hmm. So this really, you're, you're looking at um, really going forward with uh, this being sort of as, as core to the installation as the desktop at this point. With, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like two products now. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to rebrand the server mm-hmm. site a little bit. I mean, if you want vanilla FreeBSD, free you can always go grab it off of their site. But with our server, we're trying to rebrand it and give it some extra features like mm-hmm. our warden jail management's a big deal because that can tie into what's going on on the desktop. Our meta package manager is going to be included, so you'll be able to just pick packages like VirtualBox and have them load right into the server. Um, and then our upgrade scripts are going to be available as well, so you can easily just pop up from version 9.1 and 9.2, and it'll update all your packages, get our weekly package sets installed with the update utility. So we're, we're trying to add some things to the server to make it a little more uh, user-friendly. Now, if you go down that path on the server side... Does it coexist well with the existing FreeBSD update mechanisms? Sure. As a matter of fact, it's using most of the FreeBSD update mechanisms. So in the background, it's running FreeBSD update and, and using that, but then in addition, our package stuff is on top. There's no reason why you can't install the server and just ditch our stuff and use FreeBSD completely natively if you want to, but we want to provide at least the option for people who want a little more convenience. That's good. So it's a friendly enhancement. It's not a fork. Yeah, it's not a fork in any stretch of the imagination, though. No. That's good. And uh, with 9.1 and FreeBSD, are there any features of FreeBSD itself that you're excited about or waiting for? Well, the, the big thing we're looking for is the new Intel driver support, the uh, GEM support that was recently uh, worked on. There's a big patch up for the kernel right now. It's, I think, like 20,000 lines of code or something, and we're waiting on that to get committed into head and then MFC'd hopefully in time for 9.1. And that'll allow us to build new drivers for, like, Sandy Bridge and mm. getting all the latest Intel 3D stuff working again, which will be nice. Oh yeah, and I guess when you're when you're pushing desktop, having reasonable 3D performance. Yeah, especially on lower end laptops and stuff, you just yeah. want that to work. And you know, in recent versions of PCBSD, um, you switch to having various desktop environments have equal footing. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sense of? how many people are running LXDE or the other ones? Yeah, I don't actually have numbers on that. I don't get any reporting that tells me so-and-so is using LXDE or KDE or anything. Um, just all I hear is, you know, what's going on at conferences. People tell me, oh, I like GNOME, I like KDE. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a lot of fans for each. I get some people running XFCE. So um, we're just pleased to make them all available. And if yours isn't available, drop us an email, and I'll be happy to add it as long as it's been ported over. How about you? Which are you running? Uh, right now, I'm a mixture of LXDE and KDE, just uh-huh. on depending on the system I want on on that day and how much horsepower it's got. Yeah, and how? Speaking of horsepower, over the years, has the have the system requirements for PCBSD ballooned heavily, or pretty much you know? Because you hear some people sure. say, "Oh, the great thing about these open source operating systems, you can take older hardware mm-hmm. and run it." But you know, there are certain uh, pieces of open source software that seem to be getting. You know, pretty heavy themselves, and I didn't know if, if you have a sense of Well, there was a time where PCBSD was heavier when we were more tied to KDE 4. Obviously, you need a beefier hardware. But with 9.1, I've made some improvements now so you can install it much easier on older software running 256 megs of RAM, for example. You could load it up and throw LXDE on there and, and still have a functional desktop. So the requirements have actually gone down over the past couple of years. And is it 
troublesome to be supporting both i386 and AMD64? Yeah, I'd love nothing more than to get rid of the 32-bit completely, but we still got to support it for a while until that architecture is officially gone. Um, ideally, I'd like to get us all over to 64-bit just because we can start offering more ZFS installs, and <laughs> there's going to be some new features in 9.1 which take advantage of ZFS. So we want to start pushing people to the newer file systems and letting us uh, use the features it offers. Sure. And, and I see that PBI uh, is expanding, and the, the, the number of projects that are, used, that are using it is expanding. I attended a talk uh, from the PFSense folks, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're adopting that. Yep. You having a sense that other people are using PBI and that the project is generally working well for other people? Yeah, it seems to be. Like you said, PFSense now is incorporated into their product. The FreeNAS guys are doing the same thing, and they're using it all for their plugin architecture. So the format seems to be growing, and I'm getting patches back from various people saying, hey, we want to add this support and that support, and I'm very receptive to that because mm-hmm. I want to see the format take off. Um, it's very portable, so who knows, maybe we'll see it pop up in other BSDs in the future too. And I think, I don't remember whether it was the last time I t- spoke with you or prior to that, but you had moved the PBI Dur to sort of this super magic automatic build everything package <laughs> system. Is that still going along well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the App Cafe, mm-hmm. instead of a website now, you just have your little utility, kind of like a marketplace, and mm-hmm. that seems to work quite well. Um, 9.1 is also going to include a new utility a couple other developers have written called Easy PBI, which is a graphical front end of the PBI make system. So mm-hmm. you can click, 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 and spit a PBI out from a FreeBSD port. So there's some, some more stuff coming with that format as well. Neat. Neat. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I've seen you, you're working on. Um, installers and... Uh, Warden. Warden. Warden, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I guess that's a feature in its basic form that's been around for a while. Yeah, the Warden was originally a separate product, uh, mm. a PBI you could load, which was jail management. So I've, I've taken a step back and kind of gone back and re- reworked some of that. The Warden's now going to be an integral part of PCBSD 9.1, mm. and going forward, it'll be pre-installed by default. Um, if you're on the desktop, you'll have the GUI and the back end, and then on mm. the server, of course, you'll have just the command line uh, stuff available for that. But it's been re-spinned a bit, given some new features. Um, probably the biggest is that you can uh, now install packages into it via the GUI or via the command line. So we're going to pre-produce meta-package sets, which will be things like Apache, MySQL, OwnCloud, Joomla, <laughs> WordPress, whatever. And via the GUI, it's just a simple matter of click, click, I want WordPress, it'll load it into your jail, you're done. Um, in addition, we've worked some of our other utilities to be jail-aware. So the system manager, for example, will now be able to uh, check for updates inside the jail and mm-hmm. flag you and say, hey, there's a new version of Apache, let's grab the package, update it, it'll do it. Or it'll run free BSD update inside the jail and say, hey, there's a security, let's fix this. Um, we can launch our user manager GUI tool right inside of jail now, so you don't even have to figure out the command prompt to go and add users to your jail. It's really quite simple. Mm. And what about specific features of ZFS that might be useful for jails? Well, one thing I just committed yesterday was we're going to start uh, detecting if you're using ZFS on your file system, and when you create a jail, you'll get a new uh, Z volume for that jail specifically, and the goal being that we'll be able to start doing snapshots and stuff. So you mm-hmm. can quickly, via the command line or the GUI, say, I want a snapshot of that jail, or no, I don't like that, let's roll it back, and and uh, be able to keep track of your jails that way. Yeah, that's it's interesting, you know, because I think of it as a you know, large enterprise file system. And it's, it's weird to think that, you know, here we'd have on our laptops enough RAM sure. to be even running that. Um, although I guess with soft update journaling, 
uh, the UFS on a laptop isn't as annoying anymore. No, no, no. It's and it's really viable. So if you're on an older netbook or laptop, soft update journaling is the way to go. I mean, uh, over time, I'd like to see us all moving more to ZFS, unless mm-hmm. UFS starts getting some of these features. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's quite exciting time to be working on computers. Yeah. So I guess you know, even though we're looking forward to nine one nine is out and mm-hmm. nine is good. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. And. Hopefully, uh, you know, people who haven't tried it uh, can head over to the PCBSD.org website and download it, check it out. Betas are available. If people want to, um, I guess, contribute and submit bugs if they find things, is it preferable to do this through IRC or a wiki? Honestly, I would avoid the IRC just Mm. because there's no real history of that. Things tend to get lost. I would prefer, you know, if you're a forum guy, use the forums. If you Mm. like mailing lists, that's cool. I kind of watch both and if something interesting crops up I'll usually personally reply to it and see if we can get it fixed um, another way people can contribute if you're a user who speaks more than one language we'd love to have work uh, translating PCBSD mm-hmm. I've made some improvements to the translation system recently it's a lot more reasonable amount of strings it's pruning old ones out automatically now and uh, during the install we're gonna have a list of all the languages now that's available and if it's not translated, it's going to show back up in English. So ideally, I'd like people to get in there and finish up some of those translations. So if you want Korean, it comes up in Korean. Or if you want German, it's fully translated in German. And, and we're really working hard to make sure that works right. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for taking some time out of the conference here for the update. And uh, I'll have to keep you know, getting the betas as they come down. Sure. The beta I have now uh, worked great. So it, it you know, worked for me. Excellent. Well, yeah, I'm glad to make those available. We're going to shoot for probably one a month until we start getting into beta and release mm-hmm. cycle for 9.1, which uh, in the next couple of months, you should see some stuff happening. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Will. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 216.